You're listening to episode 78 of Chat About Children with Sonia Bestelich. Let's chat. Discover children at a whole new level. Be empowered to grow with the children in your life. Welcome to Chat About Children with Sonia Bestelich. Hi there and welcome to Chat About Children, where we chat about all things children and empower you to grow with the children in your life. Today is the fifth and final episode in our Thriving Kids series. Now, this series is a rebroadcast of hand-picked Chat About Children episodes that really hold great value in helping us support our kids to thrive in life. Now, so far in the series, we kicked off with our first episode, All About the Power of Play. And there I was joined by the Vice President of the Lego Foundation in Denmark. Then in Episodes 2 and 3, we gave an introduction into emotional development in children and really practical ways to strengthen kids' emotional well-being. And last episode was all about how to raise strong, confident kids. So all the episodes are super high value and share some really wonderful practical strategies and things that we can implement already in our day to day. Now, today's all about talking money with kids. And this is a topic I really wanted to bring to the forefront of our minds, particularly as parents and carers, because I feel that for so many of us, often money is a bit of a taboo subject. It's something that we might feel we need to keep separate from our children or we feel awkward about how to approach the topic with our children. However, you know, ultimately money is energy. It's part of life and it contributes to the ability to thrive in life. So why not better understand how we can help our children to learn the value of it and to also understand ways that we can build healthy financial literacy and healthy money mindsets in our kids and also in ourselves, I have to say. So to help us do that, I share a chat today with Melissa Ma and for her in her 20 years in the financial services industry, she really quickly recognized the strong need for coaching and education around money management. So she combined her passion for finance and making a difference, and she founded her financial coaching business called Talking Money. So let's get this chat started with Melissa. Melissa, welcome to Chat About Children. Thank you, Sonia. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. And this is um, a really important topic. I say this about a lot of the topics on Chat About Children, but money is a super important topic and it's a life skill. And, And if we need to know how to manage that and how to instill that in our kids early, which is why you're here. We want to know how to do that, Melissa. So, or I am, you know, look, I imagine that money comes up as a real issue that does cause a lot of friction and challenges and difficulties that does impact on relationships. And, you know, it kind of has a domino effect. So very recently, you've been talking quite a bit about, you know, kids and talking to kids about money. I'm wondering, you know, is there a common trend that's happening within families. Are parents and carers talking to kids about money? Are they not talking about it? Like, what have you observed? A lot of changes have happened with, you know, losing jobs or reduced income or, you know, all sorts of stuff, all sorts of dynamics are are happening. And it's okay to share that things isn't, isn't, everything isn't fantastic. And yeah, we might have to say no about some things that you've, you know, that you've always been allowed to do, but it's actually explaining them you know, so it's, it's normalising talking about money to your children. 
and I think a lot of people our age, you know, grew up, you know, it was in whispered tones behind a closed door or talking, you know, don't talk about it in front of the kids. And so I'm seeing the impact of that on, you know, the people I support and work mm. with now. So I think it's, it's really, you know, the most important thing is to talk about money um, and involve children in the conversations. And obviously it's, you know, based on different, you know, <laughs> someone said to me the other day, yeah, I know I should talk normally about that, but my child, someone asked, you know, what does dad earn? And she said, I don't particularly want him to go into school and <laughs> <laughs> the whole school knowing what, you know, what, what we're, you know, what we're earning and stuff like that. So, you know, obviously you need to um, understand where, you know, what to, how to, how to frame it and how to think it, but it's just, I think, you know, it's most important to, to make it talk about money as a, as a normal thing, not as yes. a taboo subject, as not as something that, um, you know, and there's lots of other things about understanding the concepts of money and stuff like that. But I think that's the most important thing is to normalise talking about it. Yeah. So br- really just bringing it out in the open, mm. chatting about it as just part of this is daily life and money yeah. forms part of a survival tool, I guess. Yes. Um, and I think what you mentioned before is really important when there's so many different angles that you can talk about money um, yes. and this goes for adults too. And I, I think it's more, what is the intent behind why we would be talking about money now is, is our intent because we want our child to be aware that we can't spend X amount of money this week because we need money to be going toward um, let's say the car insurance that's coming or whatever it might be. Is it more understanding our intent behind okay well I'm going to share this because the intention is I want them to be aware that we can't always have everything we want whenever we want it Mm. because money is um, not infinite like that Mm. kind of Mm. um, as opposed to this is what dad earns this is awesome or this is what mum earns and and you know it's amazing so kind of taking away that side of stuff is that what you mean by balancing out yeah so for a lot of kids telling them what the parents earn that wouldn't mean anything to them anyway because they don't understand the you know i mean they don't actually understand what that means yeah so i think it's it's first of all sonia you know learning about the concept of money you know understanding that money doesn't just come from a hole in the wall or you just don't tap 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 and it's just like this you know this infinite you know um never-ending flow of funds because you know i mean a lot of grown-ups have a bit of a strange relationship with money because we can, you know, transact very, very large sums of money and we never see it, we never touch it, we never, you know, I remember a psychologist talking about it a years ago saying it's like that, you know, that bit embarrassing uncle that's always at family functions. We're sort of, you know, he's there. <laughs> we sort of creep away from him, but we don't really, you know, no one really talks about him. So it's, 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 it's understanding that, you know, and, you know, the way that we talk, that I talk to people about this is just understand, you know, children need to be able to see and touch money and actually be able to hold it and then go and, you know, and have piggy banks that have got, you know, clear, clear, clear jars or whatever it is. And so visual, so they can actually see the money growing. They can go and physically, you know, get money out of their jars, walk down and actually purchase something with the money. So they, it's really tangible. And I think then it's actually understanding the value of money. Like, you know, actually, you know, talking about in conversations, understanding, you know, where it comes from, explaining to kids how, what's behind getting it out of the hole in the wall or tapping, you know, that it's connected to your bank account. And every time you get that money out, it actually reduces your balance. So it, it's, you know, there, there is stuff going on there and, and, you know, where it goes, like, you know, what you actually have to, you know, that the money that you earn, 
has to go towards, you know, covering, you know, meeting your financial commitments and your, you know, lifestyle costs and, and, and that we sometimes we have to prioritise. It's not an implement, you know, a never-ending pool that there is, you know, that we have to um, prioritise importance about, you know, things sometimes. So I think they're the, you know, and there's lots of different ways that you can do that with kids, lots of different ways. Absolutely. So talking about money openly is certainly the first thing to start. And you're just saying just, just be doing that anyway, regardless yep. of your child's age yep. um, and, uh, and, and doing it in a way that doesn't stress them out. Yes. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't want to terrify them and, and, you know, it, it has, it's all relative, obviously, to children's ages, um, how much you choose to share with them. But I don't think it, it hurts to actually share. I, I sort of go through every now and then and review my, you know, my financial commitments and everything. And I sat down with my kids a couple of years ago. So they're quite young. And I said, look, you know, this is what we're doing. I just want to sort of see if we can free up some money to be able to use for other stuff and want us, you know, to make a decision together. And I was absolutely blown away with the suggestions that they came up with, what they would be happy to to forgo, um, if it meant that we could use that money towards going on a holiday. Like it was, I was really very pleasantly surprised and they've got the buy-in then there so it's actually their decisions to you know turn foxtel off or whatever you know i mean whatever it is but they've actually got some skin in the game and and it's yeah and so and also about you know sitting down and doing a a family budget together or you know planning an event or you know whatever it is but getting their buy-in involve the children with money decisions um and you know you know saving for a holiday or event or something like that could be a really lovely thing to to do but it's um it's yeah it's in involving them with actually just the conversations and they're really great ways to do it and that is so important it does make i've seen it myself at home with a number of different things once the kids are involved mm. it doesn't become a you and them like it's Mm-mm. not you kind of going i'm telling you what you got to do or this is how it works you're sitting down as a team and everyone's feeling like they're all on the same page they're all contributing yes everyone's then accountable you've yep. got a shared goal and then the motivation's really different isn't it yeah and it's just it's it's yeah that you've got their buy-in and their their sort of you know emotional investment into the the process and particularly if it's you know if it's for something and you know I mean there's other con- things I talk to people about about you know kids with saving goals of it, talking about that you know you'll match whatever they save and you know things like that so once again you know everyone's involved in the decisions everyone's excited about it. everyone's sort of you know on board so it's not them having to go and do it on their own or just expecting you know given money. Well, I think, Melissa, one of the other things that you touched on a bit before was the physical money, physical money yep. in the jar and that kind of thing. And, and uh, you know, I've seen that work really well with, with my own children. But one of the things that uh, I've discussed with, with other people as well is that the physical money is slowly disappearing in society. Mm. And particularly this year where everything's cash, well, a lot of things have become cashless. Yeah. And so um, I was chatting to someone about you know, what are the challenges that that brings when you visually cannot see it? Because in, you know, back in the day, you'd have your purse or your Mm. wallet. Okay. Mm. I see what I've got. I can only spend what I can physically see here. So in some ways that was a little bit easier to get that feedback. Um, Whereas now there's so many options to go into Mm. debt, to overspend, et cetera. And it, and it does seem like this invisible, mysterious thing, which I imagine in years to come will be even more mysterious Mm. and invisible. Mm. Um, do you have any tips, you know, in this bridging time where some yep. people may not have cash 
physical money to put in a jar. Mm. Is there another way that you would suggest we could implement that strategy? Yeah. Look, and it was funny. I, I, a mum I know just contacted me the other day and she said, I just want to get some ideas because we actually, we, we've got the clear money jars and everything, but we've actually never, <laughs> no one has cash. We actually spend our whole lives trying to go and make sure we've got money to actually give them. So she said, it's yeah. not working. It's actually not working. So, um, look, I, I, a few years ago, and it was the one that she and when I suggested is a Spriggy, there's different accounts that you can actually set up specifically for your kids. They get their own little debit card. It's completely visible and controllable by you. Um, so there's, you know, Spriggy is an Australian one. It's quite good. And, you know, you can sit down and there's all sorts of things in the app that you can put in place, savings goals, um, I think if, you know, if you're wanting to move away from that cash, as obviously as kids get older, they can't just have the, the jars, you know, when my daughter has got a, you know, I mean, she's got a key card now that she's got money. Um, having their own little bank account, I think still importantly is actually sitting down with them and maybe going through a bank statement or something and just showing them, obviously based, you know, age based. But if you can just, you know, for a few years, do the clear jars and stuff like that, even <laughs> it can be a bit tricky and tough, but it's like, you know, then if you don't, if you want to move away from that and actually have it in a little account, you know, a little debit with a debit card and stuff like that, I think it's still probably, you know, even more so important to sit down and explain to them actually what that, where that money is. And maybe it's sitting down and showing that, you know, of you transferring the money into their account and, you know, sitting down and sort of showing that that money is actually sitting in the account when they transact on it, you know, transact on it, they can actually see that it's, the balance is going down. So it's not, you know, it does have an impact when they use their card of understanding what that, what that means. But yeah, the one I, 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 I did, I have used and um, what I would be very comfortable to recommend would be Sprigging. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. S-P-R-I double G-G-G-Y. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it, it's on, it's on, you know, you can go it onto online um, on your laptop, but they've also got an app as well. So it's, it's, you know, and it's, it's got parental controls and you've got complete visibility over, Wonderful. over that as well. Yeah. yeah, that sounds fantastic. If you're a mum or know a mum who could do with some support, this is an invitation to join the Flourish for Mums four-week self-care program. This weekly program is inspired by the best-selling book, Flourish for Mums, 21 Ways to Thrive with Self-Care and Acceptance and is led by the fabulous author, Sonia Bestelich. She takes mums on a powerful journey to reconnect with themselves whilst building authentic relationships with fellow mums. Sound like something you want to join? Join our community from anywhere in the world. Mums, it is time for you to flourish. Sign up at flourishformums.com. And again, I'm just going to go into some of the things I've, I've done with my kids. And you mm-hmm. tell me, because today's all about <laughs> tips and strategies. So I've done my best with my you know amount of knowledge, but... Um, one of the things that I also had was just, I just put a piece of A4 paper on the, um, you know, on the wall um, and, uh, and they got to decorate their own little cloud bubble thing, mm. uh, their names in them. And then for various things that were, we were doing, so whether someone made their bed without me asking or whatever, I'd kind of go, oh, you did that without me asking, you get a bonus dollar, like, you know, you might get $2. So they'd run and they'd, they'd write a number two in their, in their cloud bubble thing. And so that would kind of gradually build up. And then at some point, we'd then talk about, okay, you know, it's school holidays or whatever the timeline, whenever the timeline came up, 
okay, so let's count how much you've got in your cloud bubble. They would count it and then we'd go, okay, we need to put some that goes into the bank and then we'd actually physically, you know, go to mm-hmm. the bank. Yep. Um, and then some was for spending. Um, and so we kind of use that. So if they had $12 to spend, then we'd off, we'd go and I'd write $12 on a little bit of paper and then we'd go to big W or Kmart, wherever they want to get something. And that's when they'd kind of go, Oh, I want a DVD. Oh, actually no, the DVD is $20. Mm. And then we have that conversation about more and less. And Mm. can I get Mm. it now? Or do I have to wait? Mm. Is that, is, is that kind of. Yeah, I think it's, I think it sounds fantastic. I think, you know, the only thing I would add there is actually physically giving them the money to actually have with them when they go to Big W to say, right, well, I've got, this is what I've got. They can actually touch it. They can count it. They can go, because that's going to give, understand the value instead of having written on a piece of paper that they can actually understand, you know, fiat currency basically of what it actually is. Um, Look, I think, you know, what you're doing, Sonia, is great. It's just. It's a start. It's a start. But they're, un- they're, as they go. they're understanding about that, you know, that they can get to go and buy, you know, that they can buy something and that they, and I always love it. You know, kids are very free and easy if you're buying it for them, but if it's their own money, they become very, very um, frugal and tight and they, oh no, you know, <laughs> so it's, yes. a, it's a whole different ball game when it's actually their money. So that's probably another reason to actually physically give them the money. So it's, if they've actually got it, they've that's got ownership true. over it. Um, and that will make very big dis- bigger decisions you just around. Pressed my, you press my mother guilt button. I just had just this morning, <laughs> Melissa, I'm not kidding you, just this morning, um, one of my kids, uh, she came grocery shopping with me last week and there was this particular bread product that she said, oh, can we get that? And I'm like, are you sure that you're going to, you guys mm-hmm. like that? You're going to eat it? Yeah, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. So today I'm kind of going, guys, this expires in like two days. Are you guys going to eat this? And they was all like, oh, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I did make this side comment of, you know, maybe if I'd bought this bread with the money from your jars, maybe you'd Mm. have a different attitude about it. But, yeah, I I just, you know, and I rarely do I kind of make those kind of comments, but I did kind of think, oh, I don't think you guys are really getting the value. And I'm sure that's a really common frustration. So in, in terms of addressing that really common frustration and your daughter's a little bit older, so you can kind of yeah. reason with her a little bit. Yeah. And with the younger kids, I think where the frustration comes is just trying to communicate or have them understand the value. And I, sometimes I think, well, is that just going to come as in time as they get older or is there any other kind of really um, positive kind of approach to having them kind of get the understanding of the value? Is that even possible in your experience? What I, the one I've done, which I love, and my kids have just like, and they, they've been doing it for a long time now, you know, in the supermarket when you can sort of the, such so much per kilogram, so, or, you know, so per hundred yeah. grams, you know, on the tickets. Yep. And so they're like little ninjas now. And even then they can, and so they'll go and look around at what, and they'll say, mum, even though this one's on sale, it's still the other brand still, or the other products actually still cheaper because they've learned to do the, you know, the, the comparison thing with the, Excellent. Dollars per. And so kids can do that really, really. I mean, I explained that to them years ago. And so they understand the, you know, that, that helps understand the value. That's great. Right. That's and, like, great. You know, and the funny thing is my, my, my parents live close by. And so then they go, you know, Nana never looks at the prices of anything. <laughs> she just buys. <laughs> and like, they're always like astounded. They say Nana never checks the things. And so, and they, you know, they'll come to me this week and I go, oh, mum, such and such on sale. It's da, 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 da. I said, yeah, great. So they're actually, they get excited. Yeah. About, I love that. About saving money. And so yes. it's not even, it's not even being driven by me. 
So they'll sort of shop around a bit themselves and actually pick out something that's on sale. Nice. Um, by comparing those, you know, so there's things that, you know, things are on sale, you know, explaining different prices for similar items, you know, comparing deals, you know, all that sort of stuff. I think it's for the smaller kids. I think that's a really good starting point and, you know, and then physically buying stuff themselves. I think when you get a bit older, you know, you can sit down and perhaps talk to them about, you know, about showing them bills, um, yes. you know, like an electricity bill or a phone bill or whatever, and just explain to them actually how that, um, then they start understanding the connection between, you know, that work, you know, that you generate, earn this money or this money comes in, but actually what the cost of things are. So I think that's, you know, they're all, they're all good things to get people, get children starting to, to understand it. Because sometimes, you know, if you'd say what the price of a car is or what you earn or whatever, they actually don't really understand what that means until they're quite a lot older, actually. They don't really understand the concept of what that actually means in that's right physical dollar terms that's right and i think that what we talked about before about having them actively involved in decision making that doesn't always have to be a big thing that can just be a small thing like you said in the supermarket or if you are planning a holiday like have them sit with you and listen to you as you actually talk out aloud in terms of why you're making certain decisions and choices around choosing you know a hotel or choosing Uh, a low, you know, whatever it might be a location to go to based on, you know, some of the financial considerations. Yeah. So what are some, what are some healthy money mindsets, Melissa, that we'd want to instill in ourselves if we haven't already, which we are ultimately going to instill in our kids? For me years ago, before I really tapped into this and really understand, understood the importance, so I used to always say just, you know, and it's just a very off the cuff, we can't afford it, we can't afford it, we can't afford it. Like that, I used to say that all the time. And then I've, I've stopped. I don't say that at all because it was the messaging I was actually giving myself because guess what? We say when you can't afford it, you can't. It actually, that actually physically, which is a whole other conversation. Where <laughs> <laughs> our focus goes, you know. Yeah, but it's um, important. So what yeah. wording did you start to use and how I did started, you reframe? Yeah, I started just saying, look, we've got other priorities for that money. Um, we've got, you know, there's other priorities for that. So I turned it, I reframed it from a very negative, scarcity, lack, mindset to actually well you know we've just we've got other things that we you know other priorities for that money <laughs> that wasn't yeah. particularly sexy you know i was paying bills and you know <laughs> buying groceries so it wasn't like oh we've got all these other beautiful things that you know maybe but it was just so and by me reframing that and you know it was interesting after a while the kids actually started mirroring it back to me they used to say well mum, is this a priority or not you know what i mean so we actually so that's actually the way that my children talk now Nice. Um, so it was, so we, we never say we can't afford it. We just yeah. said, this, you know, we've, this money's, we've got this money's for other, you know, other priorities at the moment. So we might be able to talk about that, you know, next month or, or whatever. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's being very conscious about, you know, the, what you say of what, you know, your thoughts and what comes out of your mouth, because obviously that's, you know, really important as grown ups. So I know I, I work with a lot of people around their money mindset, their money stories, their money beliefs and all that sort of thing. So I think it's important for ourselves around what we're thinking and what's coming out of our mouths. Um, and then also to make sure that, you know, that they're of little ears hearing about everything that's being said. So, you know, if there is a little bit of angst around money with your partner and stuff like that, perhaps don't have it out in front of the children. <laughs> that's probably not a real a good example of actually, you know, including kids in, in conversations is actually, you know, don't do, you know, don't, choose your time and place to actually have those conversations if you need to have them and that sort of thing. So 
I think it's, yeah, they're very, very perceptive of what's going on and they'll pick it all up. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I really do like that wording um, and, and really the perspective of what is a priority mm. um, because it's a crucial life skill. If, if they're able to, to, you know, sequence that in their minds and mm. just go, okay, well, this isn't a priority right now as the money needs to go blah, mm. you know, into this direction or that direction. It's just an mm. absolutely crucial life mm. skill. So it's not, and so we're not saying we can't afford it. It's just saying that, well, we just, it's just that we've got other, you know, other things to spend our money on at the moment. So it's not, it's yeah. not turning into a negative or, you know, well, we can never afford anything or we can never do anything or whatever. It's actually, yes. it's just, this, yes. it's still, it's still the same of what you're saying. It's yes. just, it's just positioning it in a different way of, you know, of an abundance and, um, you know, that, that sort of, that sort of mindset, you know, instead of actually that scarcity and lack. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That's very important. I'm wondering, um, are there any kind of, I don't even, I don't even know if this is a real concept, but signs of readiness that your child is ready for a credit card. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, my, my, my first reaction would be never. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. But then I'm like, but then I'm like, well, then that's not, you know, most people. That's not realistic. Are, are, yeah, are going to yeah. end up with one. So are they kind of readiness signs? And look, they, they could end up doing that when they're an adult. But yes. I'm just, I'm just, I know that there are kids out there that do actually have them. Um, so, yeah, tell me your thoughts on that one. Mm. I think the, what, the way that I frame this with talking about uh, it is, understanding the obligations and ramifications of, you know, having these debt facilities and of actually, you know, what your obligations of paying them, um, you know, and even your phone, you know, having a phone plan. I mean, that's usually the first thing that a lot of kids have is their own phone plan or the prepaid. Well, that's not a prepaid, but the phone plan. Um, so understanding what your financial commitment is to that and the obligations but also very much the ramifications of, you know, in the long term of not paying these. Like, you know, I've, I've heard kids say, oh, look, just, you know, just don't pay your phone bill or, you know, if you move or whatever, like, you know, they won't be able to. And I think it's, it's really, you know, this is obviously for older kids, but like understanding that not doing that, you know, not paying a phone bill could impact your ability to actually borrow money in 10, you know, 10 whatever years time to buy a home. Because you know there's credit ratings and credit scores and stuff like that, so I think it's it's there is an impact if they don't, and so they need to be really really clear of whether they can actually service those loans um, with their you know with their income. You know, a lot of kids, a lot of young you know when they're first out, and you know a lot of young boys when they're doing their apprenticeships, you know they want to go and buy the car and they get the car loan and stuff like that, which is absolutely fine. But they need to sit down and do their numbers first. Um, and, you know, there's a, another great tool. I can, the ASIC Money Smart has got a really um, website, which is a great resource for anything, anything people want to know about money or anything about money. Um, they've got a great budget planner that you can actually go and plug in all your, you know, your things and, and see, you know, they've got a budget planner, they've got a savings goal calculator, but the budget planner is really great. So I think, you know, before kids take on debt to understand that, you know, what that repayment actually means to actually meet that commitment and also what it means, well, are you actually going to be able to afford to do anything else like with lifestyle and stuff like that? So I think it's really making that understanding and, you know, making those decisions before you actually take on that debt. Yes. 
Yes. So I know there's, I've, I've, you know, there's lots of things I've added in there, but it's so, so understanding, you know, your obligations of paying that, you know, meeting that, those, the, the debt, whatever, whether it's a credit card or the zip pays or, you know, that they've got to pay it off or whatever. Um, understanding how that impacts the rest of their, their spending, their money, money pot. Um, and then the, you know, the ramifications long-term if they don't, you know, if they, if they defaulted on any of those loans, how it can have a really big impact in your life. Yeah. And I, I think sometimes it's, look, it's a tricky one. Um, mm. in, for some people, they've got to experience it and for others, they want to prevent it. So it's yeah. a bit of a, yeah. it's a very individual, but yeah, I kind of thought, you know, are there those, uh, those readiness signs. And I think a lot of what we've talked about already in terms of, you know, talking about it, um, mm. budgeting, looking at savings, uh, the app that you mentioned, you know, all of those are really those foundational skills, aren't they? Mm, so that mm, by the mm. time they get to the age where a credit card becomes an option, then they're already in a position where they've got some financial literacy. So, Melissa, as we kind of wrap things up, would you, would you summarise the top three tips? I feel like we've kind of gone over it, but if you had to just summarise the top three tips that we can start doing in our daily life to help kids build that positive relationship with money, yep. go for it. I think number one, talk to your kids about money, uh, you know, as if it's a normal thing. Talk about it in everyday life. Don't make it this thing you've got to sit down and have this big conversation about. You know, I mean, just it's everyday life. Examples that we can talk to our kids about that every all day every single day so it's going to the supermarket it's when you tap your card and you know getting them to understand what that actually means you know explaining the where the money comes from and explain you know where the money's going to so it's you know just understand the concept of money and it's not just the hole on the wall which a lot of children think this just comes out of this hole hole on the wall get them involved in money so talking about it explaining how you know the flow of funds and then get them involved with making, you know, money decisions, family money decisions. So get their buy-in, their involvement um, and conversations of, you know, where it comes from, where it goes to. And I think that's, that's probably more than three, isn't it? But anyway, that's, they're my, they're my top ones. Yep. And I, and I think the one that I really liked as well was reframing our language. That was actually the one I was just about to add. Yeah, that, that's the huge one. So, um, and, and I imagine, and, and please add to it, that would be one of the key take-home messages um, as well. But what other take-home messages would you like to leave our listeners with, whether it's parents, carers, and, and even educators that are working yeah. with kids? What's your take-home message? It's talk about money every day as if it's a normal thing. Money is, you know, in, it's, still, it's still considered, you know, for us, it's a, it's a real taboo subject. You know, you don't, it's not polite to talk about money. It's not, you know, we've got so much stuff as grown-ups carrying that around, my, my goal would be for children to actually not have any of that sort of stuff, that they just, it's just, you know, loud and proud basically about, about money and about talking about it and, and all that sort of stuff. So they don't have the hang-ups and the issues and all the stuff that goes with it that I work with, with grown-ups because such a big part of our, you know, our core identity is, you know, inextricably entwined with our relationship with money. So we need to have a good relationship with money. Wonderful. Mm. Melissa, you're doing some fantastic work. So thank you. And tell thank us where we, can, where we can learn more about you. Sure. So my website is um, talkingmoney.net.au. I would really love to also, um, Sonia, offer your listeners a complimentary 45-minute session, strategy session. Now, that could be about talking about kids about money or talking about your stuff, or it can be anything that you want to to talk about but i'll um, and i'll provide you with the link of that as well but i'd love to extend that um 
you know, that offer for your listeners that if they do want to catch up and have a bit more of a chat about things, that that, 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 that offers there as well. Yeah. Melissa, that sounds amazing. It really does. Thank you so much. And on behalf of everyone listening, yeah, we appreciate it. So no doubt there'll be people going, yes, I want to have a 45-minute chat and talk about money. Um, so no, that's absolutely brilliant. And we will put in the show notes um, those yes. the link to your email and the resources, et cetera. So Fantastic. that's brilliant. Melissa, I have just had a great time talking about money. Um, and, and know that everyone has benefited as well. So uh, thank you so much for joining the chat. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been great. And that concludes our Thriving Kids series here on the Chat About Children podcast. I would love for you to share this episode and the series with family, friends and with colleagues who you know will benefit. And also I'd love for you to leave a rating and a review from your favourite podcast player. I thank you so much for your attention. I celebrate you and I look forward to chatting soon. Thanks for joining the Chat About Children with Sonia Vestalich, www.chataboutchildren.com.